It is Tech Talk, and joining me in the studio is Kevin Sebastian, uh, from uh, uh, editor for PC Mag Middle East. How you doing, Kevin? I'm doing all right. You're feeling a bit bad. You're a bit of a bit fluey and a bit uh, yeah, a bit coffee, uh, a bit coldy. Caught the seasonal <laughs> flu, but I feel much better now. I don't know why it's always this time of year. It, yeah, every, it's all going round. We're all feeling a bit. Uh, I guess it's the dodgy. weather, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, the it changing is. weather. We've all got our ACs on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Summertime. Summer's happening. here now. It is. It's terrible, isn't it? So, um, some. Tech things. Has there been anything interesting that you've been looking at in particular? Um, this actually, week? yes. Uh, quite recently, so Intel launched a new uh, processor actually for the uh, laptops that came out today, mm. and that the news has just come out of Beijing, right? I think a few hours now, and this could see uh, well. The actual focus is for Intel's for gaming. To okay, be honest. that's what they want: high performance machines. However, these machines are also good for making videos for content creators, and it's. Uh, so basically, let's say we have a certain speed where we used to benchmark laptops in gigahertz, for mm-hmm. example. Uh, so we have what was normally the fastest ones called the Core i7. Now we have something called the Core i9, which is possibly, quite possibly, and I'm quite excited when I say this because I'm jiggling with it, <laughs> jiggling with excitement. It's quite possibly the best processor that Intel's built till, till now. So we can see substantial improvements in the way laptops are built now. Yeah. Because... It means that laptop makers can now pack more features with le- without worrying about battery, and it's it's kind of like a big deal to be honest. Because um, on top of things like you know, like PCs are getting more and more expensive to build. Yeah. And the biggest folks I, I remember seeing this last time as well when I came on the show was uh, it is now becoming cheaper to actually buy a pre-built PC or a laptop. Yeah. So basically, I think that this is going to be a game changer for a lot of things right now. So hopefully, this might stop crypto crypto miners in their tracks i mean like it's not it's not illegal what they're yeah. doing however it does increase the prices of a lot of products so people can't get the technology they want at the prices they want for sure and intel have been a little bit quiet for a while yeah. haven't they they haven't been really up to much at the moment were they the ones was it intel that was having the problems uh, with the chips uh, and it was causing certain devices to be hacked into was that the one that there was a bug I don't. I think Intel had an issue quite a few, quite a few uh, months ago. I, I believe mm. yes, there was uh, the Spectre and Meltdown hack. That's actually, the that's, one. The, that's the one I, was, I remember correctly. So this is something that they needed, and yeah. quite a long time they needed this news. I guess they were working on this, but when the Spectre and Meltdown hacks happened, and uh, I think it's not hacks, exploits actually, to be exact with you. Um, but this is the kind of news they wanted to die down. So that they can announce, yeah, we have some new processors coming out. Sorry, right Intel. <laughs> Just reminded everybody of that. Absolutely. I, I guess, yeah, it is all a bit of media politics, isn't it? Like right now, imagine if Intel had made this announcement when they were in the yeah. thick of it right now. I don't think people would have been receiving it very well. So I think they've waited for that to die down. Yeah. And uh, now they're back on top again. That's good. It's good to hear as well. And uh, anything else that you've got that you wanted to? Absolutely. So, um, again, I think it was something you shared with me as well, because Apple now is trying to draw a big line in the sand by going <sighs> after Facebook. Yeah. So I, I know we spoke about Facebook quite a bit right now, and I will uh, obviously get into that bit here. So basically what they're going to do now is they're going to notify users whenever any personal data is sent to a tech company. Mm. So this is Apple sticking its feet right up at Google and Facebook <laughs> right now. They're like, Yeah, basically um, they're going to say every time your, in your data co- is sent yeah. somewhere, we're going to tell you about it. Absolutely. And and in fact, the, the 
Apple will also let users delete their accounts entirely or deactivate them, so no personal data will be pro- will be held by Apple. Because this is one of the things that has been a massive bone of contention with uh, social media sites like Facebook for such a long time. They're yeah. saying even though you delete or deactivate your account according to the terms and conditions and privacy, Facebook still retains the right to keep a copy of everything you've ever loaded yeah. on their server. Yeah. So it doesn't actually go. It's not deleted. It's not deleted. At all. It's dated for you. Mm. It's just like a personal convenience. It's whoever you interact with. It's whoever you've been friends with. Your entire history. So you can download your entire data, and they'll still have the whole repository yeah. for you guys. Like this is how they sell information. And uh, quite honestly, I think we need to start being more privy to what we share. And I, I know I've stressed this a lot in the last episode I came on here in the, in the last in the last week. But I absolutely think that you know, even when I like, I joined Facebook. I knew exactly what I was getting into. Yeah. Uh, I think you just need to be smart about it, really. And I think now what Apple is doing is making a statement. Yeah. It's a good statement to make, however, because they're trying to say that we value our customers more. Yeah. And that's how Apple have always held their the standard, to be honest, because they they say people first, which yeah. is why you pay such a huge premium on their products. Is why you pay a lot for their security, and. Uh, I guess at the end of the day, that's what you decide as well. Because at the end, because if you notice, because Android only Android devices were effective at phone calls. Because Apple's security protocols in their yeah. iPhone were much tighter, mm-hmm. so Facebook didn't have any of that data. To be honest, because they had to actually ask uh, Apple for that kind of information, which obviously Apple will not so, give. No. <laughs> yeah. However, Google being open source, being that anyone can have access to that third-party applications, means yeah. that. Facebook just needed to even have to be installed. That's that's all they had to do. They didn't have to open many doors to get that information. I mean, does this come back to the point that when we sign up for anything, we need to go through, we need to, I mean, they're pages and pages long, but we need to read those terms and conditions and the privacy policies to to realize what we're signing up for. Absolutely. I I, I honestly think like no one's going to read the privacy policy. It's pages and pages, dockets of information Mm. You'll have to have a team of lawyers who actually on the internet internet tell you like this is what exactly they're taking from you. I was I was actually shocked, Kevin. I'll uh, just an example that's come up in the last couple of weeks or so where um, someone was saying sign up for this website. It's a it's a, an information sharing website for one particular purpose. And uh, someone else said to me, read the privacy conditions on Absolutely. the page. And what I read on there horrified me. It basically said. All the data, the, it wouldn't uh, keep any of your um, credit card information or bank details that you would make for online purposes, but it would collect your personal data, which it then could send on to third parties for them to use your data. The website, um, every time you log into it, would register your IP address and keep a log of all the websites you you visit yeah. for their market research purposes. So I'm like, hang on a second. So if I sign up for this website for what it's doing, it's basically going to be on my computer sitting there taking all the details of every single thing I do online yeah. and sending my details to third party people which then you know you're going to get emails and spam and sms's and all the rest of it i'm like this is crazy uh decline thank you very much yeah actually i noticed something in in the local region as well like when i go to specific stores Mm. and this is again i sometimes i forget to turn off my location once i use google maps or something but when i do have my location on uh the store geolocates you i get sms's now this is not internet related at all but this is the fact that if you have a data connection and you have a location filter on 
they can actually send you an SMS saying that, <sighs> hey, come check out the sale. I'm like, how did you know I was even here? Uh, I'm obviously mentioning the stores that were involved, but this, but this is a pretty much a more wider, widespread. It's not even a problem, actually. It's just the way you control how advertising hits you. Mm. Uh, it's here to stay, unfortunately. I can't, I can't, make, I can't stress anything more than that. I guess you just you guys just have to fil- make stronger filters to be honest. It's uh, it's a little bit scary, isn't it? Again, yeah. it's and you have to be really careful about the, you know, innocently not knowing, you know, you have your yeah. Google Maps just switched on and it knows where you are. <laughs> it is. I mean, like if you look at it now, Google Maps has had a history of every place you've been to. It doesn't matter where in the world. Like it's it has an entire repository of your movements, your even fitness trackers who use geolocators to share your maps on your running paths. That's all recorded. So uh, yeah, post wisely, I guess. That, that's the that's the following sign. I'm going to tell everyone. It's a little bit scary. I'm yeah. so glad you just brought up the fitness trackers, though. Yeah. Uh, I want to see your reaction to this uh, news story that I pulled up, and yeah. uh, this is absolutely unbelievable. Um, apparently, your your smartphone knows a lot about you, and it's uh, the health data that's apparently been key to solving a murder case in Australia. This is unbelievable. In uh, September 2016, a 57-year-old lady was found dead in her home in Adelaide. And according to the local news uh, there, her daughter-in-law told police a group of men had gone into the home, attacked her mother-in-law and so on and so forth. Um, And the daughter-in-law was bound and gagged, didn't see the attack. But in March, police charged the daughter-in-law because they said her Apple Watch that she was wearing um, the data they collected from that, so heart rate, location and everything, didn't match up with the timeline Absolutely. that she'd told them. And if they used the data from the watch, they're saying she was actually in the house while this was taking place yeah. and not the three hours later that she said. And they've actually charged her with this case now. This is unbelievable. It's a very minority report, isn't it? It like, is. It's instead of obviously the future predicting what you're going to do, it's like you're variables basically mark you as a target yeah pretty much like this is the positive side of uh data monitoring i guess because like there are like open and like shut cases basically i think cold cases Mm. where we didn't have this kind of technology but now we do um like whenever i say like there's a bad side of things to obviously with way we manage our data this is the good side of things as well like at the end of the day the data does not lie the numbers the data is never wrong Mm. Oh, I think maybe it's if someone can fabricate that, that's a different story. But in this case, obviously the police are smart, smart enough to like understand that. Yeah, there was no other. There's no other evidence to suggest otherwise. Yeah, there's no other explanation for the de- for the data that they've got. Absolutely, basically. yeah. So. Like you have to like I don't know. You have to make an elaborate lie to make that kind of excuse. To be honest, yeah. Because once you have that on you, you're marked. Like I, I guess like I wouldn't do something I was not. If I was up to no good, I would have nothing on me. Yeah. in that sense but at the end of the day uh like let's take like an example of china like the minute you enter the country you're monitored from the very get-go they yeah. have security systems that mark your face by id like by pixels and that can spot you anywhere in the city city vicinity that sort of technology even the dubai police has as well it's a smart yeah. technology and the fact that you're wearing having a wearable on you yeah just enforces the fact that yeah, okay. Like I'm having a wearable, I know that this is going to make me like it's going to help me for fitness as well. Yeah. But it will also make sure that this data is sent if if something were to happen to me. That way I think that's the way that tech companies can protect people sometimes, I guess. Like I imagine an app like I know like I know people personally who had the Apple Watch tell them that they're having irregular 
uh, heartbeats, which means yeah. it's a sign of high blood pressure. Although I had the downside <laughs> of uh, I wear my Apple Watch all the time and I, yeah. I, I'm a lefty, so it's on my yeah. left hand. Um, my fitness gloves sometimes push against the crown the oh, buttons yeah. so I was in the gym and it depressed and it d- sent off the SOS so it called the local police here in Dubai yeah. sent an emergency SMS to my mother and my husband going the wearer of this watch is having a medical emergency there was a very confused man at Dubai police on the other end of the phone going are you okay are you okay I'm just like I'm just lifting weights in the gym what's the problem and then I realised what would ha- what had happened and I was yeah. like I'm so sorry but- so I had to deactivate th- that phone that particular function I mean yeah I guess so but imagine if you are in a real world situation and you're not in control of it and there's no one around you yeah I would this is something I would give to my uh, my parents like I'm not always around when they're like, especially when they're the elderly as well yeah. and you never know I know I, I know people who have installed cameras in their own homes not for like any other security purpose because they have like, they have like parents who have arthritis imagine if your mother collapses in the middle of a room and you're not there at home to even know about this mm. But a simple monitor from the camera can alert you saying that something's not right. There's no movement in the house. Yeah. And that's the kind of, prote- I think that's the kind of protection people want. That's Take why people install good. smart homes. It's, it's, it's a very fine line in, the, line in the sand as to how much information you want to put online, uh, whether good or bad. I, I, again, it's, it, it really comes down to personal taste. It's like, I would, I would rather have something that I can monitor, people can monitor, because I'm sensible in what I yeah. post. And I'm sensible in what I share as well. But I have to have that same kind of confidence that that kind of information does not fall into people willing to exploit it. And uh, just very quickly before we um, before we stop there, just I yeah. just wanted to bring up my, one of my favourites was the Strava, yeah. the Strava where they showed the heat signatures Absolutely. of the of the secret bases. If you looked, if you go to the Strava heat map information, look up the Nevada desert, no, the, I, the Burning exactly. Man site. The that's Burning the, Man site was amazing. That 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 is the sort of thing. <laughs> That is a sort of thing. Inform- like, imagine, like, no one would ever think that kind of information is available to anyone. That's like crazy. And this is public information. That's yeah. a secret military base there. Well, not the not Burning Man site. Obviously, no, obviously not the Burning but Man site, but there, the, there the were. The other things, yeah. And it just goes to say that, you know, like, even when they say it's public information, that's something that no one would have thought of that, oh, yeah, yeah like, there's a burning... There's a, imagine that there's a heat map Oh, that's actually a secret base because there's no there's no reason for that to be there. Look up Area Fifty One. It yeah, was interesting. Knows. It makes interesting reading. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna I'm say. Pre- I'm pretty sure they're gonna scrub it clean off the internet now because that map's not available anymore. It was I think Is once it not? once it got reported, it got taken down within twenty four hours. I mean, oh, I'm. No. Yeah, oh, I this I love stuff like that. It's absolutely brilliant. Tech talk on Nightline by I one hundred three point eight. And with me in the studio is Kevin Sebastian from a PC Mag Middle East. And uh, Kevin, just a few questions that I wanted to go through here with you that yeah. have um, come in. One that always comes up: we have tech things, we have uh, tablets and phones and all the rest of it, computers, and something goes wrong yeah. and they break. And uh, we could take it back to the dealer or the official shops or whatever. But sometimes it costs a lot but there are all alternatives so what are the the ones that you would recommend where people can get their devices fixed so geek i believe geeks.com if i'm not mistaken that's the actual company Mm -hmm. correct me if i'm wrong yeah yeah uh they've done a stellar job to be honest i i think i've had a an iphone broken not mine particularly but my friends as well and they came and fixed it within two hours like they, all they had to do was uh, replace the screen. It was cracked completely. It was not booting up as well. They replaced the battery and they they did a very clean job. 
I'm I'm kind of surprised on and to be honest cuz you know how repair companies take yeah. their time they say this absurd cost but I think Geeks was quite for what they did in the amount of time they did it, the cost is quite justified especially if you have an emergency as well I'd say go to them Yeah uh I believe they don't do just phones they do uh, laptops as well but they specialize in Apple products to be honest cuz those are generally Yeah once they once they go <laughs> once they break they're expensive to fix this is the thing isn't it something goes wrong and it's terribly bad and uh, one thing that i'm always breaking on, on my my macbook the, the keypad i don't know why the keypad seems to be seems to, it's one Wait, of those things why don't you get one of those uh, rubber rubber keyboard rubber mats that you can put on top of your keyboard the overlay yeah so that might be a good idea yeah it'll actually buffer it in i mean i'm assuming like if you're rate typing that can be a problem yeah but i think i i usually use the rubber mat as well on top of it because i generally tap the space bar way too hard sometimes or sometimes i might you know drop things on the keyboards <laughs> that might be half the problem crumbs yeah. under the keys <laughs> yeah i mean like if if you drop something liquid there's always the secret technique of putting it in a bag of rice in the fridge as well uh 95% that, that works Uh, I mean if if it doesn't then definitely a phone's on the fritz but otherwise it should work in like in 48 hours put your device yeah. in a bag of rice always have work. And what about the little um the tech shops up at Computer Plaza? That was a way yeah, to go so to. Yeah. So I well. that's where I go. Um I generally don't go for geeks because I have I've been going for Computer Plaza for over a decade like mm. ever since I built my started building my own computers. I generally find that going there depending like I think it's all about haggling isn't it like you have to go to specific shops and see which one cuts you the better deal um I believe the one that I go to so this is again it's just personal preference it's called Linkit computers mm-hmm. and again I've known them for years and they've done an amazing job they build amazing PCs as well they sell things especially like if you want things to come that you're not available in Sharp DG or Virgin or any of the big retailers you go to Computer Plaza you'll definitely find mm-hmm. it there and it's usually for a much cheaper margin to be honest because these guys are wholesalers they they yeah. sell to the retailers yeah. but they also can sell individually pieces themselves so uh you can basically find android phones or for half the price you normally find anywhere else and this is an al- great alternative to souk or noon to any of these websites the only difference is you have to know that you're buying from a third party reseller sure and there is like i think you forego the warranty that's yeah. why a huge chunk of the cost is gone Um an example I can give is like I purchased my camera it's a Canon 5D Mark III one of the best ones around at the time again mm-hmm. because we have much better cameras now and if you buy from official stores it's for like 14,000 to 15,000 dirhams expensive absolutely uh and that's only because of warranty costs however you can go to a third party and you will still get the same branded camera there's no difference again it's not a duplicate product no warranty there's no guarantees for anything like once you break it you have to like repair it yourself Uh, I got it for 10,000. Wow, that's not bad, that's, is it? And and this this was a time when I was just studying, I was becoming I was doing my journalism major and I needed a camera, but I didn't obviously have 15,000 to <laughs> yeah. to throw away. So naturally I just go to these stops, start haggling, and I got my camera which to this day has been effective because I've dropped it in the ocean. <laughs> and, oh, no. and by a miracle like the bag of rice works. <laughs> And it does it's the go to and yeah. as you say those guys they're quite good if you're in the market to have a um a custom computer built to your specific specifications yes, they're pretty absolutely. good for that as yeah. well um i i can, you can have like pcs as low as 1500 from there like mm. is, if, these are things like if you want like a very basic system and you, and say for example you're buying it for an office space for example like even like you want to buy in bulk you still got a better deal as well because these are guys who deal directly with the distributors sure. straight up okay and uh, i got another question here 
I can so relate to this one. Yeah. Uh, my phone, it's an iPhone, keeps randomly shutting down and rebooting itself. <laughs> Any ideas what's wrong? Um, I think it's definitely a OS problem, really. it's I, I don't know if, the, if it's the latest patch that was buggy. You might have to do a hard reset. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't work, again, geeks.com can fix that for you. But it most likely is if you are under warranty, Apple will still help you out over there. And if it's an older a phone, uh, is it likely to be a battery issue with that one? Is that, could it the could be. Like I said, like a reboot is generally a software problem. Yeah. It not turning on is definitely a battery issue. But the fact that it's turning on and it's continuously rebooting means that it's definitely a software yeah. problem. My BlackBerry used to do that all the yeah, time. I it remember used to those. shut down. And yeah, I, I remember the days of the BlackBerry resetting <laughs> itself after every 10 minutes. It's like, what are you doing? And I just, I just, I, I loved it. It was such a great device yeah. and I absolutely loved it. But I, I, was, I was just over it and the bugginess and the problems I was having with it. How are BlackBerry doing in the market at the moment? They are, you know what? They are back. more on, on an enterprise level. They are doing fairly okay. Yeah. Um, it's just that they are now the forgotten vanguard of what we used to be knowing them as. <laughs> <laughs> I, they still make BlackBerry devices. They still have some cool devices out there, but uh, too little, too little, too late. To yeah. be honest, I mean, only, I mean, people would buy a BlackBerry only if they want a security element, and that's BlackBerry Messenger. Sure, nothing has cracked them till now, so they are they are untouchable in that department, which is why they sell to enterprise. Yeah, security, right? But in terms of consumer, I guess uh, people are still arguing about like example Pixel, for example, like that's people are going after the Android devices, they're going after the Samsung. They want a better camera. Uh, I guess BlackBerry went on the... They jumped onto the Android chip a bit too late now. And I guess, uh, even in fact, Nokia has done better than them in that department. It is Tech Talk on Nightline Dubai I-103.8. It's Emma Brain sitting in for James Pikeaway. And in the studio with me, it's Kevin Sebastian from PC Mag uh, Middle East. Kevin, I've still got a couple of... um, questions to go through yeah um any recommendations uh from a, for a non-smartphone seem to be getting a lot of these at the moment absolutely get the nokia banana phone to be honest <laughs> the old nokia like 33 yeah i mean 30. yeah it's one they, they have a refresh models out right now mm-hmm. and it's coming i think it's coming out this month in fact into the local market they're quite they're quite low cost i think they're around uh if i'm not mistaken they're going to fall under thousand dirhams yeah um, they again they are smartphones in the sense that you still have internet connectivity you have whatsapp and stuff like that but again like it's up to you if you want to use it because it's still it's, you still have keys and it looks quite nice to be honest I wouldn't mind uh, walking around one of those old classy phones like I keep saying the statement as well uh, why not uh, why not have a shade of banana yellow in a sea of gold <laughs> and black and white I tell you what, I do miss a keyboard on a phone. I just like right? the feel of keys. But can you go back to it? Oh, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I, it was one of the things for such a long time. Like I say, I was an avid BlackBerry user. Yeah. And I had a Samsung before that and it, the flip phone. And, uh, and it was like, oh, you got to go to something else, something else. It's so old school and all the rest of it. And then I went to the touchscreen. Yeah. And it took me a long time to get used to it because, because I touch type, you see. Yeah, so yeah. the fact that I can touch type on a keyboard uh, was why I didn't have to look at my phone while I was texting. But with you can't do that with... Um, yeah. with with the the keypads. Yeah, just um, know that you're going back to a slower typing. Yeah, interface that's the thing. Now at this point. 
But it's it's fine. But um, yeah, I'm getting a lot of people asking about non-smartphones at the moment. It seem, there seem to be a lot of people wanting to ditch that connectivity side of things and they just want a phone that they can call and text on and that's it. I guess it's more of a psychological thing as well. Like you don't want people to know where you are at any given point of time that you can be reached at any platform. Mm. Like, like, let's look at this in this way. Like Im- barring the exception of of any of the normal apps like iMessage, people can reach you. Like, this is again on a realistic situation. So I can reach you on yeah. WhatsApp, Twitter, Facebook Messenger, Facebook, um, Instagram. There are uh, multiple avenues to say hello to you. And I can understand people who don't want that kind of <laughs> responsibility. <laughs> Just call me. I wouldn't, I do not remember the last time I've had, like, I, I make call, I, I like making phone calls, obviously. But in the age of, uh, great da- data packages data speeds we have 5G now Yeah, uh, I don't remember the last time I enjoyed the pleasure of having a very long phone conversation it was just like hey I can just chat to you uh, is this important send me a message on WhatsApp uh, I'll look it up I'll drop you a voice note Oh, that drives me crazy. Right? People now, they're not even sending a text message. They're just... <laughs> they're emailing you their, <laughs> their <laughs> they're, voice They're WhatsApping file. me a it's voice basically, note. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, we have a couple of questions here. Yeah. Uh, more questions. Could you please say the name for the uh, assembled PC again? The names. What do you mean? The name of the shops. You um, mean? Yes, I think so. Uh, Linkgate Computers is, where, is there. Linkedit? Linkgate. Linkgate. Yeah. A link it, link it, link yeah. it computers. Okay, yeah. there we go. That's the one. one. And uh, our other question here is also recommendations for a fitness tracker, Samsung smartwatch or Fitbit or Apple Watch. What would you uh, think? I use Samsung's, uh, Samsung Gear S3s personally because I like, I like it's a round interface and uh, you can use it to play your music and a lot of other things. If you're looking for a comprehensive fitness app, I believe Fitne- Fitbit has a new one as well. Mm-hmm. And it's strange. It, it almost mimics the Apple Watch in that sense. Um, so to jot it down, Samsung, if you want a whole bunch of stuff, Fitbit, if you want a hardcore fitness app, and Apple, like if you're an Apple user, it makes sense. <laughs> Which is you, yeah. Which is me. And it's extra safe. And let's so safety options are there to keep you. Uh, you know, to take care of you. Yeah, I, I will say it's kind of taken over my life, to be honest with you. It keeps bugging me every hour, telling me to stand up and move around for a yeah, minute. Yeah, so. it is. And it, it also guilts you, isn't it? Well done. Yeah. You've taken 10 steps today. Nice. Excellent. Keep, keep going. <laughs> right. do, you, do you know the thing I do like about it? It goes, oh, you doubled your calorie gold. Here's a nice little shield. Here's a badge for you. <laughs> yes. And you feel disappointed because you know you can do better. I know. <laughs> oh. I, I get that because when I Samsung rewind because obviously I sit sit around a lot when I'm working and then they say you took 120 steps that's more than what you took yeah. yesterday well done and uh, obviously I feel very guilty and I'm like okay I'm gonna start moving right now yeah so it's very cheeky I think the app the app makers know this and they, they program this exactly <laughs> into guilt tripping you as well but also um, a lot of them are linked to um, apps like my fitness pal as well yes they take your heart rates as well so you get uh, all Fitbit this does data. that really well as because uh, I used to have a Fitbit back back before I had my Samsung and uh, the fact that you could link it up as well and you can use it and it, I like the way it's very subtle and, and they surprisingly they're asleep monitor is quite accurate mm. and it tells you exactly when like, even if you twitch your hand in the slightest bit it'll tell you when that happens yeah in a database saying that you are restless from this time to this time you probably have to check in on that 
yeah. as well. And I think one of the one of the better things they do is that when you link it with My Fitness Pal, it's like you can also monitor your calorie intake exactly. on top of that. And uh, once you log in your calorie intake, your Fitbit will vibrate saying that you reached it. Like, okay, you're done eating now. Time's time to exercise. As I well. mean, they're so good. There, there are so many options. I mean, it really it boils down to what exactly you want to use the device for what yeah. what exact what things you're using to monitor it because they all kind of operate slightly differently and they yes. all do different things my bugbear with the apple watch is the battery life yeah it doesn't last me all day i can't use it to sleep monitor because i have to put it on charge overnight it doesn't last me 12 hours in the day the battery's Absolutely. gone after nine ten hours that's why like, that's that's the thing like the biggest nitpick has in you know, apple has one of the one of the better watches i see in terms of design Samsung is like a power horse right mm, there. It's yeah. more it's bulkier to be honest. It looks like a very sl- very sleek G-Shock watch. If that's if people are not into that kind of thing, that's the one of the biggest turnoffs you have. But it's a massive power horse. It charges really quickly. I think you can get a good charge within a, within an hour or so. Yeah. And you can squeeze it like if you don't like if you remove your data connectivity from it, you can obviously if you turn off a few features which are not conducive to what you're doing right now, you can stretch it to 12 hours. That's amazing. Easy. And that's because it's got a low power saving mode. It turns off the colors and it saves even further battery as well. And the Fitbit is, um, you know, that it, from the name, it is primarily a fitness tracker. It does yes. what it says on the tin. It's a great all-rounder. So I don't know what, whether we've been of help or whether we've just confused you even. Uh, no, so here's the thing. If you want if you want a lot of things to do with your smartwatch, Samsung, if you're want, if you an Apple, e- Apple user and you're part yeah. of the Apple ecosystem, definitely get an Apple Watch. <laughs> If you just want it for fitness, Fitbit, Fitbit for sure. There we go. <laughs> oh dear, I'm glad we got there in the end as well. Yeah, uh, got another question. There's so many options, though. It's very confusing yeah. sometimes. To be brutally honest with you, um, I've got another question here. Can you buy? I know you can get these uh, for phones. Uh, you have the life-proof ones. Can you buy decent waterproof and uh, environmental covers for tablets? I believe Sun and Sand Sports has one. I I don't remember. I know they have. So iPad is like the universal mm. maker. That you will find one for the iPad. You will find one for the Samsung Galaxy Tab. Um, Sun and Sand Sport definitely has a rugged case, if I'm not mistaken, and that's something that you. It's a it's a military grade case. So basically, it has like a shield panel. Uh, they install it for you. Adventure HQ as well. Uh, in Times Square Center also has uh covers. Those hard covers for basically tablets which you can take for hiking and stuff like that, which is pretty awesome. I remember seeing this, which is a very interesting question because I went to buy a, a basically this case right here. Okay. The one I have, <laughs> because uh, what you can do with my case right now is I, since I watch a lot of on my phone, I can just prop it down like that. That's nice. It's got like a little thing. So you stand. can like a little stand over there. And I think so, it depends on what you're going for. If, I think I saw a waterproof case However, do note that these are not cheap because these are really tough material cases. They are. I always yeah. liked um, for the for the phones the life proof one. Life proof ones yeah. are always good. Um, I was always wary of the ones that the, the ones I had were the self enclosed ones. But you do have the ones where they don't have a cover and they just have a seal. Yeah, the the that's screen, a rubber seal. So you, like, it, it'll survive most drops. <laughs> but if you drop your it on the panel, uh, 
go to geeks.com to fix it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, oh, there we go, Zeeshan. We were helpful. I'm so glad that. Awesome. <laughs> that, glad to hear that. Uh, Emma Brain sitting in for James Pike away. It is Tech Talk on Nightline by I103.8. We had some good questions in this evening. I like that. But, uh, Kevin, I want to see what you think about this one. Are you a Snapchat user? Not anymore. Are <laughs> <laughs> you since that update? And it just no. went. They, so they lost me well before. So I was one of the early adopters for Snapchat. I really mm. liked the platform. I liked what it was going with. And they obviously were targeting millennials, people like us, I guess. I mean, that was the target market, I guess. Less is more in the situation. Yeah. But recently, I obviously, because they had to put up with a lot of stiff competition that they recovered only recently now from Instagram and the likes of Facebook as well. Yeah. Because, I mean, what's Facebook's policy? If you can't buy them, copy them copy them exactly yeah. well I'm wondering what you think about this one now I obviously have to say before I read this this is part of it is probably going to be blocked it might be blocked in the UAE I don't know just because of the TRA regulations here yes. and VoIP services so I do not know if this particular part of the app will be available here however the app launched a group video chat uh, which you can have up to 16 people at once as it becomes more of a messaging service than just a content platform and not only that they want to basically do it where you can have voice chat for up to 32 people at once this is bonkers I mean seriously hey how are you going to cope with 16 people all chatting to each other first off bandwidth for that would be insane yeah Um, it wouldn't be that much of a big deal to be honest it'll be just one very big loud group chat Hmm. and I'm going to like I don't know if you've ever been in that situation appeal to your nostalgic (laughs) uh, uh, obviously a big nostalgia here and remember the AOL internet chat rooms mm, yes uh, ICQ and oh all these goodness. crazy where you had these you were jumping into the thick of the internet there, yeah. and it was just like you do not know what you're going to encounter and from a cultural perspective I'm going to state this as a fact because I've been in WhatsApp groups with family extended family colleagues and these are like and I don't obviously I told you I'm the kind yeah. of a person who likes one-on-one conversations on yeah for someone who's in tech I'm a bit old fashioned like that I guess <laughs> but it's insane because when you open your phone and then you don't read the messages right because I was just looking at my WhatsApp group just now just, just I got a couple of inf- <laughs> notifications <laughs> 200 notifications of what? unread messages so only imagine if that's on Snapchat and you have voice uh, and you have video co- video chat on for up to 16 but people. what are you going to talk about with 16 people at once? This is absolutely crazy. I mean, for any any social butterfly, that'll be a dream come true, uh, don't you think? I just I just think this is horrible. Hor- I mean, maybe it's it's a millennial thing. Clearly, it's yeah, not. For, it's not it's for. Like, it's not for me. That's, <laughs> that's the phrase everyone uses. It's the millennials. It's the millennials. Thing. It's all their fault. Um, it can go very spectacular for them, or it can go really. It can go up in smoke. Um, yeah. Snapchat cannot be taking risks like this because they just recently got their user base back up. Yeah. People launched petitions to get back the old update, as well. Uh, I'm I'm so I'm entirely out of Snapchat now because again I just. I, I rarely use it to like post my day. I yeah. maybe at the most post on Instagram stories. That's because it's a unified platform. It's all my audience is in one place. Mm. And there are a few I think cuz obviously Snapchat has a presence here. Yeah. It's a very strong presence actually with the kids as well. And I can see that working out to be honest. And like I don't want to I don't want to sound like an entire contrarian and say hey it's going to not work out, but 
I, it, you never know because with millennials it's always like a it's we'll a wait and see we'll wait and see Kevin Absolutely. what happens <laughs> we've got some um, our query in here this is a good one um, yeah. how do you rate Telegram versus WhatsApp Telegram if I'm not mistaken it's a secure it's an encrypted messaging yes. app is that correct yes. whereas WhatsApp not so much you have the end to end encryption but Telegram is, is, okay. is a secure data app to start so I'm going to with. answer this as succinctly and eloquently <laughs> as I can can uh telegram's an encrypted app whatsapp says they're an encrypted app facebook owns whatsapp yeah and that's all you need to know actually on that one uh, yeah. there you go uh so if facebook can be hacked and if information on whatsapp is owned by facebook that should tell you why telegram will be my ideal choice i mean it depends what uh, what you're looking to use it for Absolutely. are you just yeah. looking I for mean, it i mean if you're just looking to share anything i mean like, whatsapp is just as easy because it linked it's obviously telegram works in a very similar way yeah but or, or are you looking for something that is encrypted for business purposes yes. or copyright you know with things I mean, for which business need purposes, to be you have skype for business again yeah which is it which pretty much works just as well on top of that but uh telegram would be at, at the end of the day if you want absolute privacy mm. that's that's pretty much the difference okay. between the two interesting it depends how how what again what your usage is on that so i hope that answers your question on that one and just uh, finally we got a couple of minutes left so i just wanted to touch on um because we talked we've we've spoken about the google pixel phones yes. quite a lot and they're doing they're doing okay they're not in the the same markets as the apples and the samsungs Absolutely. and all the rest of it but they're making nice phones and they recently launched the google pixel 2 and they're coming out with um a cheaper version of the Google Pixel, which I think they they launched one in India for Diwali last year, yeah, yeah. and it looks as if they're going to do the same this year with this cheaper version of Absolutely. the phone because this is obviously um, a target audience for Google. That's what they're going for for their for their more streamlined and uh, I don't want to say lower end, but more cost effective phone. So it seems like a smart move on their point for this. It is because if you look at Google's messaging, first of all, um, a lot of the decisions were revolving around the fact that most of their new hires it's all, all diversity hires and they're all ta- looking about targeting the south asian market as well because it is a crazy market it's a billion it's billions of dollars sitting right there because mm. while apple targets china apple knows in like like say the indian subcontinent would not buy their devices just as much they would rather buy a pixel now one of the biggest things and this is again a very very smart move on google is because the pixel first of all like People, uh, you have to understand from a very cultural perspective. People like to uh, go around the city a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Google Maps is like gospel over there right now because like, you have no idea where you're ending up. In, in <laughs> from someone who's been to India once in ten years, I can tell you that some lost. things. The more the things uh, change, this the more they stay the same. And uh, translator, all of this sort of thing is something that Google wants to integrate in their ecosystem. Which is why they're so very big on the fact that they're targeting the Indian market right there. Mm. It should also tell you why Google officially, in terms of the, in terms of their phone market, does not have a presence in Dubai. Because, in fact, when I think believe Sundar Pichai, the CEO of uh, Google, then was then pushed to ask, when are you opening an office in Dubai? Mm. When are you opening an official store for Pixel? Because you can't get a Pixel here officially through the Play no. Store. It's not available. Let's say it's only available through so the US. So you have US. to order it online. Yeah. You, you can even order it from the Indian store and ship. It's like kind of one of those weird things. Now you have to ask your friends in India, hey, can I get the new <laughs> Pixel? Because I'm not getting it here. And, and these are amazing phones at the end of the day. And, uh, and, and Sundar Pichai basically said like, we'll think about it. Probably not now. Probably two or three years you might get one. 
by then we are going to be on pixel 4 or 5 yeah that's just google be- I-, i guess like you can see in all all of their situation because apple has a presence here samsung has a presence here you have all the other brands like huawei having their own flagship stores where's the google store yeah it's just not a priority because they're making enough and more in india alone that because again it's population wins right there yeah not bad but uh, let's say that to presume it's going to be called the pixel 3 <laughs> yeah pre- presume <laughs> i i think it's a very strong candidate unless they like because we had the pixel 2 xl as well we yeah. had like different sizes a mid range phone would would absolutely kill the competition as well because india has got a very competitive smartphone mid range smartphone market yeah the high ends are pretty much there but it's the mid range that actually are the fighters because nokia again even nokia for example targets this market as well So Google is not even concerned about competing with Apple or Samsung at this point. It's the fact that at the end of the day they know that at like you want to buy a gift for Diwali for example. Yeah, exactly. Nothing spells love better than having buying a new phone to be honest and uh, that works all the time. So I mean just to put it in sales comparisons just to 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 round off um it, it's not you know it doesn't really it's not a blip compared to the sales of the the other giants but they sold 3.9 million pixel phones yep. uh, last year but that's still you know it's still a healthy number it's modest. but I'd yeah say, I'd say it's modest only because like this, they're playing the long game here mm. they're launch they're probably going to be launching like a more diverse family of devices across which is why like i said like i th- i think apple is not going to launch a mid-range iphone 10 cuz they lost out on this market it was terrible they they're just going to cancel the 10 aren't they it was yeah. just was not a good idea ah oh, there we go thank you so much once again for coming into the show Thank it's you been for an absolute me. pleasure i'm emma brain sitting in for james pikeaway